Next Chapter Podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next Chapter Podcast presents the Play On Podcast series, Coriolanus. Episode 1, You Bleed. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. to just die before starving to death? First, you all know Caius Martius is the chief enemy of the people. Let's kill him, and we can have corn at our price. Is that a plan? One word. Fellow citizens, we are counted as the poor citizens by the aristocracy's wealth. The excesses they spill out could fill us all. If they provide for us just their surplus while still fresh, we could say they acted humanely, but they think we are too much. The depths of our poverty, the bane of our misery, an inventory of their overabundances. Our suffering fills them up. Let's avenge this using our clubs before we become sticks. The gods know I say this hungry for bread, not thirsty for revenge. Will you make your specific target Caius Martius? Get him first. first. He is a dog to the common people. Won't you consider what he has done for his country? Yes, very well. And I would be good to give a great review for his work. Work that he pays himself by feeding his pride. Hey, no need to speak so viciously. He's been a good soldier. I'll say to you, what he has done so famously, he did for that fame alone. Though those of more generous conscience can contentedly say it was for their country, he did it to please his mother and to feel proud of himself, which he is, two heights above his own skills. What he cannot help in his nature you can count as a vice of his. But you can't go so far as to say he's greedy. 
Oh, if I can't say that, I won't lack other accusations against him, for he does have his faults in excess and on and beyond. Oh, what's the shouting for? The other half of the city is rising up. What are we doing arguing here? Let's go to the Capitol. Come on, come on, come on. Wait, who's coming? Guards dismissed. Good Meninius Agrippa, one who's always loved the people. He is honest enough. I wish everyone else were. What's that, my people, in your hands? Where are you off with bats and clubs? What's happened? Speak, please. Our business is known by the Senate. They've had ideas lately about what we intend to do, and now we will show them in actions. They say poor peoples have strong breath. They'll find out we have strong arms, too. Now, maestros, my good friends, my honest neighbors, will you do yourselves in? We cannot, man. We are already done in. Friends, all giving is taken by the rich. With all your wants, with all your suffering in this wasteland, you may as well swing at the heavens with your clubs, then strike them out against Rome, whose way of forcing their will on folks is by cracking 10,000 curbs of stronger pieces in two that forever will land in your way. For this imbalance, the gods, not the rich, make it so, and you put your knees to them, not your arms, for help. Oh, no. You are sent forth by disaster to where more greets you. Yet you slander the heads of state who care for you like fathers, and then you curse them as enemies. <laughs> care for us? Truth is, they never cared for us. Make us suffer starving with their stores crammed with foods. Make mandates for loans on the lender's side. Every day repeal any wholesome act against the rich and provide more piercing statutes daily to chain up and restrain the poor. If the wars don't eat us, they will. And there's all the love they bear us. Either you must admit you are full of malice or are plain reckless. I will serve you a story that fits. Maybe you heard it, but it tips the scale so I will venture to weigh it again. Well, I'll hear it, man. Yet you mustn't think to pawn off our shames with a story. But if you wish, speak. There was a time when all the body's parts rebelled against the belly, then accused it. And just like a gut, it remained the body's idle and inactive, always hoarding the food, never giving effort like the rest, while other organs all did see, hear, devise, instruct, walk, feel, and participating all together, they gave care to the appetite, and all shared affection for the whole body. The belly answered... Well then, what did the belly answer? I will tell you if you'll grant a bit of what you have little, patience, you must hear the belly's answer. You're very long with it. Grant me this, friend. It was your own belly who's deliberate, not rash like his accusers, and so answered. True is it, my incorporate friends, he said, that it's I receiving all the food first, which you all live on, and right it is so, because I am the storehouse and the shop of the whole body. 
bought. If you do remember, I send it through the rivers of your blood, even to the court, the heart, to the seat of the brain, and through the channels and roads of man, the strongest nerves and smaller low veins that receive their full supply all through me, all they live by, and to you all at once. You, my friends, all this the belly says. Yes, 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 okay, okay, okay. Hear me. Though you all at once can't see what I do deliver out to each, yet I can do accounting and prove all receive their flour full for you of all and leave me with the husks. Now what to say? It was an answer. What does it give us? The senators of Rome are this good belly, and you the mutinous organs. Now examine their counsels and their cares, digest things fully. Touching the welfare of all, you will find no public benefit to be received, but it proceeds or comes from them to you, and in no way from you all. What do you think? You, the great toe of this assembly. Me, the great toe? Why a great toe? For that. Being one of the lowest, basest, poorest of this wise rebellion, you are leading. You hound dog, lowest rank blood to run. You race forward first to win some leverage. But get your battle clubs and bats ready. Rome and her rats are too ready to battle. So one side will feel the beating. Hello. What's the matter, you motley crew? What? Rubbing the poor itch of your opinion make yourselves scabs? We wait on your good word. The one who freely offers good words to you will only flatter beyond abhorring. What is it you wish for, you dogs, who like neither peace nor war? One scares you, the other makes you complacent. To trust you is to look for lions and to find hares, and for foxes, geese. You are not steady, no. No more than a coal of fire upon ice or hail in the sun. Whoever depends on your favors swims with fins of lead and chops down oaks with moss. So trust you, hang you. With every minute you change your mind and call noble now who was just your foe. Call villain your hero. What are they asking? For a free rate on all corn that they say the city is full of. Hang them! They say... They'll sit round the fire and act like they know what's done in the capital. Who is to rise, who thrives and who declines, take sides and give out projected alliances, making parties strong and weakening those not standing their way beneath their beaten shoes. They say there's full grain. <laughs> if the nobility would drop their pity and let me use my sword, I'd make a quarry with thousands of these quartered dogs as high as I could pitch my spear. No! They are almost completely persuaded, and even though they do lack discretion, still they are cowardly. But I do ask, what happens with the other folks? Disbanded. Hang them! They said they were starved, 
gasped out proverbs, that hunger broke stone walls, that dogs must eat, that meat was made for mouths, that the gods didn't send corn for just the rich alone. With these bits, they vented their complaints, then being answered and granted a petition, a strange one, to break the heart of generosity and make bold power bare. They threw their caps as they would hang them on the horns of the moon, shouting down nobles. What were they granted? Five representatives to defend their crude minds, whomever they choose. One's Junius Brutus, one's Sicinius Volutus, all I know. Gods! The rabble should have torn open the whole city before overcoming me. It will in time win more power and build greater debates for insurrection's case. This is quite strange. Go! Go on home, you pack of odd bits! Where's Caius Martius? Here, what's the matter? The news is, sir, the Volskis are armed. Ha! Happy to hear! Then we'll dump upon them these filthy unwanteds! Move aside! Move aside! Look, our leaders! Sicinius? Sir? Brutus? Caminius? Aninius. Titus Lartius? Yes, sir. Well met. Martius, it's true what you've just now been told. The Volskis are armed. They have a leader, Tullus Ophidius, that will put you to it. I sin in envying his nobility, and if I were anything but who I am... I'd wish I were him. You have fought each other. We're half the world against the other half. Were he on my side, I'd revolt, if only to make war with him. He is a lion that I am proud to hunt. Then, eager Martius, head now with Cominius to these wars. It is your stated promise. Man, it is. Yes, and I am consistent. We will accompany you to the capital, where I know our best allies will greet us. Now, citizens, to your homes. Be gone. No, let them follow. The Volskis have so much corn. Take these rats there to nod their grains. Noble mutineers. Your valor puts you in line. Please, follow. Brutus, a word? Was there ever a man so bold as Martius? Truly, Sicinius, he has no equal. When we were choosing tribunes for the people? You noted his lip and eyes? No, just his taunts. Angered, he will even scoff at the gods. <laughs> Mock the modest moon. These wars devour him. He's been so valiant it's grown his pride too great. Such a being, tickled with good success, scorns the shadow he treads on at noon. But... I do wonder, can his insolence endure the command of Cominius? Fame to the height he aims, the kind he has already graced, cannot be held on to or gained greater than by any less than the top. Because whatever misfires, the people will then cry out of Martius, oh, if he were in charge. Let's go and hear how their management is made, and in what ways, more than his individuality, he goes about in this present manner. Let's join them.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So your opinion is, Ophidius, that in Rome they know our council's plans and can predict our moves? Don't you think that? That they've been plotting to mount an attack on the state before vulnerable Rome had prepared protection? It's not four days since I heard them. These are the words. I think I have the letter here. Yes, here it is. They have gathered an army, but it is not clear whether marching east or west. The scarcity is great, the people mutinous, and it is rumored Cominius, Martius, your old enemy, who is hated worse than even you in Rome, Martius, and Titus Lartius, a very brave Roman, these three lead on this power wherever it heads, most likely to you, heed this letter. Army's in the field. We never doubted, but Rome's been ready to answer us. Nor did you think it dumb to not hide your plans while waiting for Rome to show themselves at the right time, and while hatching Rome has been revealed. With this now, our time is even tighter. Our plan to take on many towns, but before Rome can know we are readying? Now, Ophidius, take your task. Go quickly to your troops. Leave us here to guard Coriolis. If they camp outside here, counter them by bringing your army. But I think you'll find they're not prepared for us. Do not doubt it. I speak with certainty. No more. Some of their forces are ahead already and only coming closer. I leave you now. If, by chance, we cross Caius Martius... It's sworn between us. We will strike and strike till we can do no more. The gods assist you. you. And keep you all safe. Be well. Be well. Be well. Dear daughter, sing, or let us seem more cheerful. If my son were my husband, I would more freely revel in his absence, remembering our last embrace together in bed where he shows the most love. When he was not yet born and only my son inside the womb, when the beauty of youth cast all gazes his way, when this mother would not give an hour away from holding him. I wondered then how honor would come to this being. He'd be no greater than his picture on the wall if glory did not ignite him. So I was happy to let him seek out danger in the greater chance he'd find his fame. To the cruel war I sent him, where he returned his head and circled in crowns of victory. But if he died in the battle, madam, what then? Ha! Then his reputation in war would become my son. 
in those I would have found his descendants. Hear me attest openly. If I had a dozen sons, I would love them alike, and none less dear than your and my good marshes, I would rather have eleven die nobly for their country than one live effortlessly out of action. <clears throat> Madam, the Lady Valeria is here to visit you. Please, allow me to go off to retire alone. You really shouldn't. I think that is your husband's drum coming. Watch him pull Ophidius down by the hair like children fleeing a bear of the Volskis. I can see him stump so and call so. Come on, you cards. You were born in fear, though you were born in Rome. His bloody brow with his bandaged hand wiping. His bloody brow? Oh, dear. No blood. Go away, you child. Blood covers a man more than gold gilds a trophy. Oh, even Hecuba's bosom did not look lovelier than Hector's forehead when it spit forth blood with contempt at Grecian swords. Ah, tell Valeria we are ready to welcome her. Yes, madam. Heavens, bless him against ruthless Aphidius. He'll beat Ophidius head below his knee and tread upon his neck. <laughs> My ladies, good day to you both. Sweet madam. I am happy to see you, dear lady. <clears throat> How is your little son? I thank your dear lady. Well, good madam. He would rather see and hear soldiers in battle than listen to his schoolmaster. Oh, my word, his father's son. I swear, he is a very pretty boy. Truly, we just spent a half hour on Wednesday together. He has such a determined demeanor. I saw him run after a gilded butterfly, and when he caught it, he let it go again, and after it again, and over and over he comes and up again catches it again. Whether falling down enraged him or however it was, he did set his teeth and tear into it. Oh! <laughs> I swear how he broke it apart. Ah, he has his father's nature. Indeed, yes, a good child. A little devil, madam. Come, put your sewing aside. No, dear madam, I will not be going out. Not going out. She will, she will. Really? No, if you would. I'll not cross that threshold till my husband returns from the wars. Oh, you confine yourself so unreasonably. But, dear madam, pardon me. Really? I will not be going. Really? Yes, go with me. And I'll tell you some excellent news about your husband. Oh, dear madam, there cannot be any yet. Truthfully, I am not playing with you. News came about him last night. Uh, truly, madam? In earnest, it's true. I heard a senator say it. Hmm? This is it. The Volskis have an army coming, and General Cominius has gone with them with part of our Roman power. Your lord and Titus Larcius are settled in their city of Coriolis. They do not doubt. They will prevail and will make wars brief. <laughs> 
This is true on mine honor, and so I say, come with us. <laughs> comes now. I'll bet you they have battled. My horse to yours? No. It's done. Bet. So, has our general met with the enemy? Uh, they can see each other, but have not spoken yet. <laughs> Your horse is mine. I'll buy him from you. No, I won't sell or give him. I'll lend him to you. How far away are these armies? We're within a mile and a half. Then we will hear their calls and they will hear ours. By the gods of war, pray let us be quick. We with steaming swords may march forward to help our friends in the field. Sound the alarm! Not me. 
him for stewing. Happened to Martius. Slain, man, no doubt. Following the fleers at their very heels, he enters with them, who then suddenly clapped shut their gates. He is now all alone to answer all the city. Oh, dear man, who sensibly outdares his senseless sword, and when it bows, stands up. You have lost, Martius. A grand diamond as big as you are is not so rich a jewel. You were a soldier, even in the censure's eye, fierce and terrible not only in strokes, but in your grim looks. And the thunder-like percussion of your sound, you made your enemies shake as if the world were feverish and trembled. Yes, breathe, my friends. Well fought. We've come off like Romans, neither foolish in our stances nor cowardly in rest. Believe me, sirs, we will be charged again. Who is here that does appear like he were flayed? Oh, gods! He has the stamp of Martius, and I have previously seen him so. Am I too late? Am I too late? <laughs> yes, if you're not covered in others' blood, but clothed in your own. Where is the enemy? Are you lord of the field? If not, why stop until you are that then? Martius, we have fought at disadvantage and did retreat, gaining our goal. How do their troops stand? Do you know which side their trusted soldiers stand? As I guess, Martius, their bands in the forefront are the Antiates, and the most trusted Aphidius commands. I do implore you, from all the battles we have fought, from blood we have shed together by the vows we have made to remain as friends, that you send me straight against Aphidius and his Antiates. Though I could wish you would be guided to a gentle bath with bombs applied to you. No, I never dare deny your asking. <laughs> Take your choice of men that will best aid your aims. My work has not even warmed me. Farewell. No, my bloodletting is more curative than dangerous to me. I'm off to Aphidius to soon appear and fight. On! <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
fight with no one but you, Aphidius, for I do hate you worse than a promise breaker. We hate alike, Martius. Gorgon doesn't even own a snake I abhor more than your envied fame. Stand and fight. He who budges first dies the other's dogs, and the gods doom him after. If I fly, Martius, chase me like a cat. <laughs> Inside of three hours, Tullus, I alone fought in your Coriolis walls and gained my goals. It is not my blood that you see me masked in. For your revenge, rent your power to the highest. Were you the bully Hector, the root of your bragging ancestry, you would not escape me here. Ah! Helping me. The Play On Podcast series, Coriolanus, was translated into modern English verse by Sean San Jose and directed by Kate Wisniewski. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton. Sound design and engineering by Daniel Benshaw. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh. Additional mix engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Original music composition by Palmer Heffron. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. Senior producer, Miriam Lauba. Managing producer, Robert Cappadona. Coordinating producer, Taylor Bailey. Line producer, Priscilla Villanueva. Casting by the Telsey Office, Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. The cast is as follows. Andress Nichols as Brutus and others. Cheney Waits as Larcius and others. Ching Valdez Aaron as Volumnia. Denaya Esperanza as Coriolanus. Jamie Ann Romero as Valeria and others. Kim One as Ophidius, Virgilia, and others. Lena Klingerman as Citizens and others. Nancy Rodriguez as Sicinius and others. Namuna Cisse as Nicanor, soldiers, citizens, and others. Patrina Murray as Meninius. Vanessa Kai as Comenius. Zoe Tip as Adrian 
young Martius, soldiers, citizens, and others. Additional support was provided by voice and text coach Julie Foe. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. And production dramaturgy by Amrita Ramanan. The senior manager of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Kate Holmes. The play on podcast series, Coriolanus, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcast.com for more about the play on podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about play on Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play on Shakespeare podcast series by listening to bonus content at ncpodcast.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. Don't forget to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Next Chapter Podcasts.